My college years were spent in a town where the only buildings that outnumbered churches were bars, and the only job description that outnumbered John Deere factory worker was student. Three colleges in the center of town, plus a couple of seminaries. The Deere factory and a meatpacking plant. Lots of beer, steak, and potatoes consumed. It made for a community big enough for a couple of breweries and a dog track, but small enough to miss out on more cerebral forms of entertainment. This was in the years before the internet, mind you, when we wrote letters on paper and quaint things like that. Chatting was done over coffee, not a keyboard, and a text was a schoolbook. Entertainment was much more localized. In a Midwestern county seat, you at least got something besides watching the corn grow. However, this was during the time of year after the junior hockey season was over and before softball leagues got started. If you didn't gamble and you had seen all the movies, you had only a few options on a Friday night. Basically, I had the choice of going to a frat party and drinking, staying in the dorms and rounding up a couple of the guys and drinking, or going to a dive bar and, ta-da, drinking. The futility of it all was starting to wear me down, so I decided against all three. I just kicked back in my room and read a book while listening to some tunes. A solitary evening, perhaps, but one that would most likely be more intellectually stimulating than normal. Plus, I would not be paying for it with Tylenol in the morning. Of course, since this was a decision that would keep me out of trouble, it had no chance of actually lasting through the night. My declared major was marketing, but a more appropriate choice would have been alcohol with a minor in athletics. Unlikely to be worth much in the job market, but at least it would have been honest. At about 10 o'clock, Jason walked into my room. I'd like to say he knocked first, but then it would not have been Jason. Jason was as full of contradictions as he was of himself. Thinking he was polite while never having learned to knock was the least of these. The most annoying of his delusions was his belief that he was the ultimate ladies' man. Perhaps he was, at least until they sobered up. He thought he knew everything there was to know about women at 21. At best, he knew everything that he was ever going to know about women by 21. In the kind of cruel humor favored by those who think of the Almighty as a sadist, Jason was a looker. Even a guy who has never felt leanings toward his own sex learns to recognize competition. I was pretty confident about myself in most ways, but I knew Jason killed me in that area. However, he was so stuck up and shallow that he was hardly a threat on campus. With a student body of about 5,000, word got around pretty quick. His looks couldn't overcome repeated exposure to his personality. Dude, what are you doing? Jason exclaimed, about 20 decibels louder than necessary. It's Friday night. You can't just hang out. Why, Jason, I replied. You have a more productive plan for me? Hell yes, said Jason. You got a room to yourself for the weekend because Andrew is down in Iowa City with Nicole, right? I nodded.
Jason knew perfectly well this was almost always the case with my roommate. Andrew and Nicky had been together for as long as I knew them, and it had been a key reason I jumped at the chance when Andrew was looking for a roomie. Who would not want extra space most weekends? Well, Greg just took off for Davenport, so I'm in the same situation. Dude, I can't just sit around and waste the opportunity. I gotta get laid. Jason said that as if he was hungry and wanted someone to go halves on a pizza. At that point, I knew I was going to be talked into it just to shut him up, so I put down my book. I started getting ready as he did a clumsy spin and headed to his room. His voice carried down the hall, chanting, Gomers! Gomers! Gomers!